Every time I've celebrated a Mass since I've been ordained a priest, I find myself continually closing my eyes to stay in the contemplation of the moment. But this is the first Mass that I've ever tried to keep them open at every second to just take in the beauty of what we're experiencing tonight. So I just want to thank you in a very special way for for really making the sacrifice to be here tonight. This is the most beautiful Mass I've ever had had the pleasure of being part of. The entirety of the mystery of the Nativity is encapsulated in the words of the Creed that we say at every Sunday. For us men and for our salvation, He came down from heaven. It was for no other reason but for you that Jesus Christ was born on this earth. Everything that we celebrate in the Incarnation and the Nativity of Christ is for you and for your salvation. In the first reading, Isaiah proclaimed, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Upon those who dwelt in the land of gloom, a light has shone. We are the people who walk in darkness. In this valley of tears, the land of exile. But today, we are also the people who have seen a great light shining in the darkness. And what is that light that has come to us? It is the light of a presence. A presence that is for us and to us. The presence of God Himself. That is why Isaiah goes on to say, a child is born to us. A son is given to us. This is the good news that the angel proclaimed in the Gospel. Today in the city of David, a Savior has been been born for you who is Christ and Lord. Because that is what saves us. That is the essence of our salvation. A God who is given to us, who is for us and with us and to us. In an ancient homily more than 1,600 years ago, St. Augustine stood before his people in the same Mass that we're celebrating with the same proclamation we began our Mass with 1,600 years ago. And he had this to say to his people at his homily. Awake, mankind. For your sake, God has become man. Awake, you who sleep. Rise from the dead. And Christ will enlighten you. I tell you again, it was for your sake that God became man. You would have suffered eternal death had He not been born in time. Never would you have been freed from the sinful flesh had He not taken upon Himself the likeness of sinful flesh. You would have suffered everlasting unhappiness had it not been for this mercy of His incarnation. You would have perished had He not come 
to save you. I tell you again, it was for your sake that God became man. When we truly realize that, that it was for me, that everything that Jesus Christ did was for me, that is the knowledge that saves us, that transforms us, that brings a light in the deepest darkness of our own heart. The saddest moment of my preparation to become a priest has also proved to be the most inspiring moment that I look back on over and over again in my life. I was, I had just begun. I was about three years into my studies to be a priest. I was in Connecticut. And when God called me within a week, I had left the girl I was going to marry, my family in Moscow, all my friends, my future, everything, just stripped. And I went out to Connecticut, and three years into it, just one night, it was close to Christmas, and I was just thinking about everything, what my family was doing and what I didn't have, and this just intense feeling of loneliness came over me. And it was so bad, I had to get up, and I just walked outside. I went into the courtyard, and I just tried to escape that feeling. But out of that emptiness, a voice arose within me, and I felt... I heard so palpably God saying to me or asking me the question, who am I to you? Who am I to you? And as I thought about that question, I realized that the very question He asked was my answer. And immediately a smile came to my face and I said to Him, you are the one who is always to me. You're always talking to me. You're always looking at me. You're always listening to me. You're always with me no matter what else changes in my life. Who are you to me? You are the one who is always to me. And that realization became my salvation. To know that no matter what happens in life, whatever passes, God is the one who is always to us and for us and with us. And that is a sign as a people living in a land of exile that we're always looking for. A sign that, of God's presence that He is truly with us to prove that we're not alone here, that He hasn't forgotten us. Even the shepherds this night needed a sign. It wasn't enough just to hear about a Savior that had been born. They needed to see Him, to touch Him, to be in His presence. So the angel declared, this will be a sign for you. You will find an infant lying in a manger. To signify that Christ, that God was truly with us. Jesus became a, fra a frail, weak, vulnerable child laying in a manger. And to signify that God was truly for us. Jesus came as a weak, frail, vulnerable man 
lying exposed on a cross. And to signify that God is still with us and for us and to us. Jesus is about to come to us again as a weak, frail, vulnerable host lying exposed on this altar. The Eucharist is the extension of the nativity. God's dwelling among us. Saving us with His very presence from the one place we're never meant to be in life. Alone. For us men and for our salvation, He came down from heaven. And for us men and for our salvation, He is about to come again. And He comes for no other reason but to be with you, to be for you, and to be to you. And when you realize that, that is the realization that will save your soul.